Hey y'all, thank you for tuning in to the Spilling the Sweet Tea podcast. You are listening to your Southern BFFs share their stories and create a community that spreads love and lets others know you are not alone. We hope that you enjoy the things we discuss and that you feel like you are part of something special. Let's get it started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Spilling the Sweet Tea podcast. Today's episode is brought to you from the Russell, a historic East Nashville church transformed into a -a one-of-a-kind boutique hotel. The Russell's mission is to give back to the Nashville community through their Rooms for Rooms program by donating a portion of each day to local nonprofits who are helping those experience homelessness. Visit russellnashville.com to book your experience today and if you feel led to record a podcast. They have the perfect setup for it. All right. So I just want everyone to know that karaoke is actually busting in the song over here in the Russell Hotel. She is humming and singing, even though she refuses to bust in the karaoke on the actual podcast. No, well, I'm <laughs> by myself with no music. Hey, it's just not recording. Like the only difference between right now and five seconds ago was that the record button exactly. is on. Exactly. There's but the bigger difference is there's one person versus <laughs> 50. I don't know. We need to get to 100. We though. need to get to 100. I'm trying to get those ambassador ads from Anchor. <laughs> so today we're talking about adult friendships. All the things pertaining to adult friendships. So there are shows out there and movies out there that show people who have been friends for their entire lives and it's perfect and wonderful and butterflies like Firefly Lane. That is one of my favorite shows ever. And I truly feel like if my friend Kristen had not passed away, that she and I would have been very close to that relationship. Have you watched Firefly Lane? No, I mean, I have no intention of it. <laughs> Well, okay then. Well, it's very good. But their friendship starts from back in high school and they're just very, very close. And it, anyway, it's a whole thing. But not all friendships are like that. I have friends that I've been friends with since I was 10 years old who live in my same town, Brandy, <laughs> who I, I don't see all the time. I, I don't, she's not at my house every day and not her house every day. She's got a job. We, I have kids. We've got all the, you know, these things. So we try to make an effort to see each other, but it's not super easy. And then I also have friends who I have been friends with since <laughs> four months. For four months, I have been friends with my friend Jessica, who I did my Elvis podcast episodes with. And she just happened in my life by chance. And it she has been a solid, wonderful addition to my life and then I also have friends who are older than me could be my mom's age and then I have friends like Carrie who I became friends with through my husband that we just developed a bond and there was that sense of closeness and comfort I guess that sort of brought us together but adult friendships are hard they are fun and they can be confusing and stressful all in the same time. And that's where, you know, when people say people in your life for a season, it's so true. I mean, I have friends who were bridesmaids in my wedding that I have not talked to in years or haven't seen in years. 
And some of them, not because there was any sort of falling out, but just because just life, it's you know? just life. You, know, you just grow apart, but not intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. My friend Amanda, she was a bridesmaid in my wedding and I love her to pieces, but I mean, I don't think I've seen her since the year after I got married and it's just because life, nothing happened, but just life. So I tend to make friends a lot easier than most people. <laughs> and, and actually meeting Jessica was all my husband, which was bizarre, which we talked about in the last, in that episode that he state of Florida just turns him into a new man. But I I can talk to anybody. I can walk up to anybody and start a conversation with them in in person, on social media. I mean, I have lots of Facebook and Instagram besties. I really do. I love Paige Bryant. She is somebody who I have only seen in person a handful of times. She used to live here and now she lives in Orlando. And she and I talk back and forth just through Instagram. Not really, no phone calls, nothing like that. I don't even have her phone number, honestly. But we're friends on Facebook, we're friends on Instagram, and I comment on her stuff and I support her. She's she's considered an influencer. She wouldn't call herself that, but she is. She has a large Instagram following, and she puts a lot of things out there to people that she does in Orlando or that she buys for her clothes or, like, workouts she does and mental health and moms and things like that. And I just love her authenticity. I think she is one of the most authentic people I have ever seen or encountered. I actually, I used to buy Beachbody from her and she is not a Beachbody rep anymore. And one day she can share her story on all of that. And this may actually be the platform for it because I've talked to her about being on here. But I love how she just shares whatever with taste anyway. I mean, she she's never rude or ugly. She's just very matter-of-fact and truthful. And I love that about her. And she's found a friend since she's moved out to Orlando, Janelle, that they go, they have an Instagram, A Tale of Two Blondes, who they go out to Disney numerous times a week and film content. And it's just for fun. There's really no... Nothing Sounds but, like a dream. It she listen, Paige. If you're listening to this, you're living your best life, sister. And it it is it looks like a dream. You want a third blonde? <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Carrie's got a little lavender in there too. <laughs> but she she does. She get she found this friend, and I don't remember what that story is either. Which we can let her talk about that. But they found each other. They go to Universal. They go to Disney. Janelle has gotten her to go to Halloween Horror Nights, which Paige is terrified of. But she goes and she loves it and has a good time. And they just look like they're having so much fun all the time. And and I know that it's not always like that. I know there are struggles and hard times and it's not just the highlight reel. But, like, I want to be friends with them. <laughs> I want to go to – and I'm so mad. We're going to Universal next month and she's going to be in Texas. I was like, oh, dang. And I've already told her, I was like, I'm so bummed that – you're not going to be there when I'm there, but we did talk about doing this remotely one day. So she's got that personality like I do. She's an Enneagram three, which I'm a six, but she's a three and she's approachable. She's easy to talk to. She's great. And I'm just, that is easy for me to walk up to somebody and start a conversation with them, which I think you're better about starting conversations with people 
on social media. Like, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I, mean, I don't know. I, I That's I, how we became I feel, friends. I feel like I, the older I get, I am, I don't know. In high school, I was, like, such a social butterfly. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> TMI, but, like, I'd be, like, changing in front of people. Like, I wouldn't think twice about it. Not boys, but, you know, like, girlfriends, like, whatever. In the locker room. Right. Like, I didn't think anything of it. And now I'm, like around you know like i just i'm so much more i'm like, the opposite yeah i now because there is an aspect to me i love to schmooze and my husband knows that <laughs> i won't say he can't stand it but like he he hates him like he for himself hates to schmooze i love schmoozing <laughs> like i will rub elbows with everybody i love it now that's not to say that like everyone becomes one of my inner circle but you get me at a fancy dinner and I'm going to schmooze the heck out of you. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We can, Rubbing elbows. Right. And like we can, you know, scratch each other's backs, right? If I need something from you, you need something from me. I don't know what I have to give, but well, I'll give it. making connections. Right. It's always nice to be like when you're talking to somebody and they're like, hey, do you know anybody that does this? Oh, yes, I absolutely right. do. I do. I love that. I love making connections, schmoozing, rubbing elbows, whatever you want to call it. I love it. It's totally in my wheelhouse. Now. Like, being super close with people, I am a little more reserved. I don't know. I'm not you. I can for sure <laughs> tell you that. That is not me. That is not my gift. That's okay. You know, I've got some theater friends, Caitlin and Andrea. They they will tell you, like, it took us years to be friends with you because you always gave us the stank eye. And I'm like, I don't think I gave you the stank eye, <laughs> but apparently I did. I don't. Am I that hard to be? Now, there is also some you know, past trauma with theater and things that happened. And so I'm I'm sure I did walk in for a couple of years with a chip on my shoulder. Now they knew all that. They knew all the history there. So they did not fault me for that. But I guess I did give this air of like, don't approach me. I don't know. And now we're friends and we're great. Like do I you love have RBF? I, apparently. <laughs> I don't, I didn't know I do, but I apparently I do. Resting babe face. I think, I think it stems more though from, insecurity it's definitely not from thinking i'm better than i can tell you that for sure no no it's, i wouldn't it, get that it from definitely me. would stem from like you know like i don't want to be here you know but again if well, i have to i'll fake it i think that when you message me about the lovey i don't think you ever anticipated me being like hey let's get together and you're like uh, all right no, i was just trying to like, level with you like oh look i can't even fathom i'm so sorry this is happening for you you know like and it was just gonna stay there yeah but you didn't let it. No. <laughs> so, and I can say like probably my two best friends, which are sisters. So that's it, a funny dynamic in and of itself, which we've made work for years at this point. But it's a very solid friendship. It for is. Sure. Um, and first, I don't know, like going back to the last few episodes, like we don't do drama. Like we're very, we're all three fairly passive as well. Like we're yes. fairly like laid back and like whatever. And so maybe that helps us work. So I don't know. I, and adult friendships really aren't that different. Again, I work in a middle school, so my life kind of goes back to kids. It really isn't that much different than how we help kids walk through friendships. Yeah. You know, when we're like, hey, like, let's not throw each other under the bus on social media. Let's mm-hmm. not add people to, you know, Snapchat's the devil, by the way. But let's not add people to Snapchat groups so that everyone else can rag on them. You know, like we would, yeah. we tell this to children and we would say this to adults. And I think 
it's really not that much different. In middle school, breakups are just, I mean, end of the world. So dramatic. And and to them it is. That's all they know. And to them, that is the worst thing that's ever happened to them. Yes. And it's not much different as adults, like walking with friends that break up or get divorced and just kind of being the best friend you can for them mm-hmm. without throwing that other person under the bus or, you know, you could do better. Or you and, and while those things may be true, that's not what they need to hear. You know, just say, hey, like, I'm going to be here with you through this. Let's go eat cookie dough. Let's watch some Netflix. Let's get out of the house. Let's go out to eat. Let's have fun. Being there through text messages. You don't want to become their crutch, but at the same time, you don't want them to be alone. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's adult friendships really at the core aren't much different than when we were little. I think we are so much more aware. And so there really is probably more responsibility on us yes. to be a better friend because we are more aware. Well, also growing older comes with more self-awareness and feelings, whereas sometimes kiddos can say very hurtful and ugly things to each other, and then the next day, it's like it never happened, and they're best friends again, and I'm like, what? What? Especially boys. Oh, yeah. They roast each other so bad, and it's like borderline inappropriate at times like it's like oh my gosh I cannot believe they just came after you like that and then next thing you know they're like oh we're cool we're good what not us women though no. <laughs> a grudge. big grudge holders over here <laughs> but you know I think but that's that's something to say to speak on picking the right friendships and like we were talking about last episode not everyone is for you you are not for everyone you don't have to have everyone in your circle yeah I feel like the Sister I Am With You page on Facebook, which I believe they're on Instagram too, Amy Weatherly and Jess Johnston, they share a lot of things about that particular topic. Like the newest ones is a friendship that was lost finds its way back home. A friendship that was broken gets glued back together, which all of that is fine. They also posted something recently that talks about You know, there will be lessons when you are a bad friend. And it talks about, you know, I crave real friendship, the kind of friendship that has space for bad days, unfiltered thoughts, and big feelings. There's another thing that they said, too, that says there are some friends you never vent to, like at all, not one little teeny tiny vent. And then it says there are some friends you vent to carefully, and then some friends you let it all hang out. So going back to what you said about not everyone is for everyone— You have to know your friends. It's a little bit more work to figure out your friends who want to listen and talk about things or those who don't really want to. Like Holly, my friend Holly, she is one of my very best friends. And she'll listen to me when I talk, but she don't care. She forgets about it as soon as we hang up the phone. (laughs) She's like, wow, that's crazy. (laughs) And like, and that's fine. She lets me vent and lets me say what I want to say. She does offer feedback. There's not no feedback, but. She is so laid back and doesn't get worked up about much. She will tell me, like, this is how I feel like you need to handle this. And I know I can sit there and vent to her and tell her all the things and everything that's going on. But she doesn't get worked up about it the way that I do, which is why I talk to her about those. I don't know. There is definitely more work on discovering who your friends are and their personalities once you get into it. And so, like, when I first met Jessica... I would find myself, we would be Marco Poloing. She would tell me a story 
and I would come back and something would have happened in my life and I completely missed her story. And then I would go, hey, by the way, I know I just said all this, but going back to what you said, <laughs> you know, I understand how you feel. Da, da, da. And she does the same with me, but she thinks nothing of it. Right. Like when I go to her and say, I'm sorry, I really didn't even give you anything back to what you said to me about your story. She's like, no, it's fine. I just needed to vent. It's so I don't even care. Right. <laughs> and that is, I know that about her as my friend. So I think I recently posted something that talked about, you know, it's okay if, if I'm telling you a story and you come back and share your own personal experience in that, it doesn't make me feel like you're t changing the story into being about you. It makes me feel like you're sympathizing with me and you're connecting with me by sharing that story of you. Right. And not everyone feels that way. Yes. And I think that's what you're saying is you have to kind of figure out your audience. And I, I know that I have had conversations with people and they feel like that's, you know, well, that's not being my authentic self. Well, it, it is. It's just, you're, you just, you just know who you're around. And it's, again, going back to children, what you, especially in divorce situations, because mm -hmm. I nannied for a while and what, what one kid could do with one parent was very different than what, than that kid could do with the other parent. Mm -hmm. And so I think just like I might wear something really super cute and adult going out downtown with my girlfriends or my husband or friends, all of, you know, everyone, I'm not going to wear that to work. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's a very different, it's knowing your audience and being appropriate in your setting. And it's not being two different people. Like it's just, it's having that respect and just kind of acting accordingly. And it's no different with friendships that I, you know, I might have one friend that I can say, Oh, I've been through that too. And this is how I approached it. Or this is how I handled it. Another friend may not want to hear that. Yeah. They may, they may feel like I'm trying to take away from them. Yeah, I agree. But also, let's talk about the fun things in adult friendships. Like, Carrie and I love a good pool day. Yes. Like, she is, if I ever want to have a pool day, she is my first phone call because I know she's like, all right, I'm packing up the cooler. We're coming. <laughs> I live for summer. Well, and that's when you're not busy because yeah. I'm pretty sure that was like one summer where I never saw you because you were, I think, you were you doing a play? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing, but that's the beauty of working for a school is that you are off in the summer and yes. you can have all the pool days every day. Yes. And working from home, you can have pool days through the week. But Carrie and I have never traveled together except for to Orange Beach, Alabama. We haven't traveled as and like. that was fun, but you were pregnant. I w yeah. It, I was mm, <laughs> totally different setting there was no getting wild for me and and it was like fresh pregnancy so I was sick remember I had those things mm -hmm. on my wrist because I was just sick all the time and it was oh it was miserable but I have been trying to get Carrie to come with me to Halloween Horror Nights for years now because her and her husband love spooky stuff and I know that they would have a blast and I know that they would have fun with us they would get their own room there would be separation if we needed to, to try out our first trip together and we can go and do our own thing or we can meet up. Like, it's just, I feel like they would love it. Cause we, I know that we've done haunted houses with them and we have a blast. We've gone out with them and we have a blast. We could probably share a room with them and have a blast. But when you're going without children's, you know. Oh, well, that's my problem. I, I don't have a I don't have extra parents. Well, and and I do have that. I'm I'm in a divorce situation where my ex husband gets my kids for fall break, 
So we go for fall break. Now, I do have uh, my mother-in-law, too, will keep Vera for us so we can go because she loves that. Like, that's, she's like, oh, yeah, great. I'll keep her all the days. Just move there. I'll keep her. (laughs) Just kidding. But we do have that luxury that it is a little bit harder for you with your situation. But having a group of, I actually just got a text yesterday from my other friend, Jessica. I have a lot of Jessicas in my life. But my other friend, Jessica, was like, hey, next year we need to do an all-inclusive couples trip. Like, I think that would be great. I've always wanted to do an all-inclusive. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Sit sit at a pool, have the bar at the pool and get a drink. Yes. Yes. So she asked me, she said, I think you guys would just fit our vibe. Like, I think it would be great. And I was like, awesome. Let's do it. Well, we've also had situations where we've gone on trips. Well, hang on. A trip with friends that was, it didn't turn out well it did not turn out well and that's okay now we know that that dynamic and and that's that is fine Lynn and I she could go anywhere with me anywhere and she has she's gone to Louisville she's gone to Graceland we've done Disney we're doing Gatlinburg I can go anywhere with that woman and it's just because we understand each other like she gripes if she doesn't have a top sheet (laughs) on her bed (laughs) and and that's fine I'm like Lynn we're gonna get you a top sheet and she's like okay fine like I don't know I knew that I could travel with her when we went to Disney which was our first trip together and she said to me hey y'all are welcome to stay here but I am tired I am hot and sweaty my feet are about to fall off I'm going back to the room you go with that and I was like yeah that's fine because you're not hindering my ability to stay here and have fun and you not being here if that's what makes you happy, if you want to go back to the room and relax, that is perfectly okay with me. And she texted me from the room and she said, it's 60 degrees in here and I'm in my underwear in the bed and it's glorious. <laughs> and I sympathized with that And another trip that I took with my own family where I took the baby back to the room and went to bed while they stayed out. You just have to have that understanding. Yeah. Like we don't have to be up each other's tails the entire time or we can be if that works for us. Like being understanding of other people and, and their space and boundaries, it's fine. Right. Well, and I think, too, there's something to the biblical idea that Jesus had 12 disciples and he had only out of that 12, he only had a few that he was like super, super close with. So it's like you have your circle, you have your inner inner circle, and that's OK. Like mm-hmm. not everyone needs to know about everything just like we talked about in the last podcast that it's, it's great to have those people that aren't in certain circles so that you Mm -hmm. can, you can vent, you know, you can complain and get it off your chest and they don't feed it. Mm -hmm. They just listen and say, wow, that's crazy. Oh, I hate that for you. And that's all it is. And you move on, you know, cause, cause I also don't believe everything is worth, this is just me. Everyone's different. I personally don't believe that everything is worth bringing up and making in to something. Not everything has to become a mountain. And I very much used to be that way. Like, I felt like I had to just talk about everything all the time and it became exhausting for me. Like I, it was like, I just felt like I had to say it to get it off of my chest, but I've gotten to a point now to where I'm like, I don't care about this enough to even. Right. Like not everything is worth making, like it doesn't have to be addressed. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we can just move on. And I think that's the beauty in being adult enough, being healthy enough, whatever you want to call it, to just to just be and just to have good friendships and not let 
the nitpicky stuff because no one's perfect. People are going to hurt your feelings. People are going to do things. Yes. So just move on. And I'm not saying, and like going back to the, the Holly situation, if that really hurt her feelings, she had every right to bring it up. Yes. But if it was like just something like stupid and like, oh, Michelle was just being silly, like she doesn't have to bring it up and that's okay. Yes. You know? The nitpicky things I think were also hard for me at one point because I fixated on those once I started to realize them. I can let things go for a long time. And then when I start to see things, it's it's almost like I can't unknow it and I can't unbe annoyed with it. And and it would fester within me. And I've gotten better about that too. Y'all, I'm, I'm on a journey. Okay. I'm on a soul searching journey. We should all be on a journey of some sort, I guess, at all times, as exhausting as that sounds. But I love my girlfriends and my coworker. She is, you know, in a different circle. Sometimes your circles blend together at parties or get togethers. Mm -hmm. And that's great too. And so it's like, while she's not directly connected with a different circle, I can still kind of complain. She knows what I'm talking about. And I'm not necessarily ever. Not even honestly, I don't very rarely complain, but I can say things and be like, oh my gosh, this is happening. <laughs> and she doesn't, while she knows them, she doesn't know them well enough to speak into it. And mm -hmm. it's really, she just gives me a space to, during the day when no one else is around, for me to be like, can you believe this happened? Like, oh my gosh, you know? And I, I don't, I don't end up running my mouth to the wrong person. It probably saves Cody an earful that he probably doesn't want to hear anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Having different types of friends in your life is so good. And so, I don't know, it feels good. Well, and I think once you have that need fulfilled, so for me, in that stage of my life where I just wanted to be friends with everybody, I want everybody to be friends and everybody to get along and me be friends and, all, and it kind of fell apart almost, I was missing something. I was missing that, like, best friend. And I say best friend very loosely. I feel like I have a lot of best friends in different aspects of my life. You can look at my bridesmaid lineup and see my friend Courtney was in it from my cheer days. My friend Brandy and Amanda were in it from school. My friend Beth was in it from meeting her through my husband. Holly was in it from high school. Like all these people who, and my sister-in-law and, and Brittany, you know, I met Brittany through being with my husband, but in a different circle than I met Beth. Like I met Beth because she was married to an officer that my husband was friends with. I met Brittany because she went to high school with my husband and was with his best friend at the time. You know, you see movies about people who are best friends and, and spend every moment together talking and things like that. And then you see movies like Couples Retreat where you have all these couples that are friends. And then you see, like I have a, a coworker who has these girlfriends that she takes girls trips with once or twice a year and it's like a big friend group that have all been friends for so many that's just not my story right. and I've wanted it to be my story I've wanted that closeness with other people and I think I went searching for it in the wrong ways and not truly getting down to the nitty-gritty of people and seeing where they fit in in my life so I now have a I guess a sense of comfort in in the people that I'm friends with and who I know I can talk to about what? Well, it's like quality over quantity. Yes. And I've always heard that, but I never truly believed in it until now. So back when I started dating Darren, I wanted him with me all the time. I wanted it when he wasn't working. I wanted him to be with me. Well, he had to lay that boundary for me. Like, hey, I, I still have friends. I have friends I need to go hang out with, you know, 
I will see you tomorrow or we will, I'll talk to you when I get home or things like that. And I did not appreciate my alone time when my kids are with their dad or, or even when they go to bed at eight o'clock at night and I'm like, I'm sitting here by myself and I want someone to snuggle with me or whatever. I learned to love my alone time and binge watch shows. I think the first show I ever binged by myself was Parenthood and I loved it. I, I started to crave those alone moments of the kids are asleep. Nothing needs to be done. I can sit on the couch and watch this TV show and I love it. And it's just training yourself to understand that what you're searching for may not be exactly what you need. Right. I, I, it was years and Cody will tell you, I probably drove him crazy. So thanks for sticking with me through that. We love you, Code um, Man. When we were, we got married super young and, and probably the majority of my twenties, he might say more, but I will say, I will at least say the majority of my twenties was spent. Oh, when are you going to be home? What, what, why are you going out? What, who are you with? What, when are you going to be, are you going to come home early? Like, <laughs> and not truly appreciating my alone time. And part of that was because we had three young children, all three and under. And so it was like lots and lots of little kids, three little kids all at once, but also not even appreciating once they went to sleep, my alone time is just like, oh, when's he going to be home? You know? So it's probably just been the last, I just turned 36, so probably six years or so that I've really realized, yes, go out. Please go out. Yeah. Go, go hang out with your dudes. I'm going to sit here, redo my nails. I'm going to watch Netflix. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to talk on the phone like the other night that I talked to you for two hours. He was at something that him and his guys call a whiskey night, and they sit around it just kind of started with a few guys and it's kind of grown and they add different people every, every time, like usually once a month. And typically in the nice months, they'll sit outside around a fire and they just like sip whiskey. No one's getting trashed. They have rules in place and <laughs> they just like talk. It typically tends to be about, you know, deeper things in life or theology and religion, just kind of people's views. And they have a very big respect for each other mm -hmm. and they just hear each other out. And, and it's kind of a, you know, without being sounding too cliche, it's kind of an iron sharpens iron situation where they are all just talking and kind of like, I don't want to say challenging intentionally, but I'm sure some of that happens, mm -hmm. I would have to guess. And so I love that for him. I love that he can go out and, and have that time where he gets to talk and, and be challenged or just have a space to talk about his upbringing in church or just kind of where he is right now or listen to others and whatever. And I just get to sit at home and talk to you for two hours. I get to redo my nails. Which I was like, wondering. I was like, how did I get her on the phone for two hours? This is not normal. <laughs> right. Like, I was home. It was great. You I know? didn't question and, it, though. And years ago, I would have complained. Mm -hmm. and, and I never once asked him, when are you going to be home? I mean, now I do say, obviously, if you make a poor choice and drink too much, please call me and I will come get you. Yeah. we're going to be safe. But I don't ever ask when you're going to be home. Mm -hmm. and, and part of that is is just getting older and being more comfortable in your marriage and learning to appreciate that alone time for yourself. But it is, it's a beautiful thing to think of me at 25 and like complaining. I'm like, oh, why did I do that? So yeah. cringe, you know, when. Well, it's like when, when you posted things to Facebook in 2009 oh, yes. and you're like, I hate 2009. Right. Like, can we go away? <laughs> yeah. Um, And that's more of an adult relationship with a spouse. And so that's going to be very different than like, I'm not constantly up your butt. Like, Hey, what are you doing, Michelle? When are you going to come home? I mean, we don't live together. So there's that. But even with like my girlfriends, and I say girlfriends because I don't really have guy friends outside of my husband. Yeah. You know, that, you know, I mean, obviously I'm friends with other males, but not like that. Yeah. I'm not like, you know, hanging out with them. 
a teach their own. It just has no place in my marriage. So it's like you have those constant conversations through text messages and group text messages, Mm -hmm. which by the way, I love a good group text. Oh, I do too. I know some people are like, please get me out. I love them. They never bother me. And honestly, if it's too much, put that crap on silent. Yeah. Do not disturb that business. I don't know. Or take yourself out. Anyway, they don't bother me. I love group text. Like I love that camaraderie and talking and, and then even, I will say this, you, you touched on couple friends. I love couple friendships. Oh, I do you know, too. Like, it, it, it's, it's a really neat thing to see your husband be friends with another good husband. Yes. You know, a good healthy husband to not have unhealthy friendships because like, ew, we don't have time for that. No. And so it's really cool to be like, yes, go hang out. Yes. Like, yes. Go together. golf. Go yes, do the things. Go do the things. Go brew beer and, and hang out. And then me and the wife will hang out. And Cause sometimes oh, it's, I do love that. Sometimes it's, it's the husbands get along and the wives are just like, <laughs> you know, and I don't, I like, don't know that at all because I try to get along with everyone. Well, I know. <laughs> and I will say, I don't know that I have anyone in my life like that right now, but if it's a wife that doesn't get along with me, it's a her problem. <laughs> just kidding. You know, so I think adult friendships, I, I feel like sometimes we make them harder than they have to be. Yes. You know, I feel like if me and my friends, Mallory and Madeline can make it work. We each have three to four kids. We each have marriages and we each live in three different places. We aren't living on a commune somewhere, although we have, you know, jokingly pitched it because that does sound fun. It does. I know. And so, like, if we can make it work and make, you know, weekly dinners work at different people's houses, we can make different schedules work. We are we have tickets to different things to go do. Like I just it's real it doesn't have to be that hard. Right. We just have to all kind of be agreeable, be, you know, kind of bend and break, scratch your back, I scratch yours, you know, like I, it just doesn't have to be that hard if we are not so stuck in our ways that we're unwilling to meet each other where where they are and when they need it. Because yes. I know that like Madeline has a one year old. So typically in this season. We go to their house because I know it's so much easier with with a toddler at your own house. Which makes such a difference because I also have a one-year-old and it is so hard to load her up and pack her up and get her to and from. And so it is, it is nice to have friends that are like, we'll just come to you. Right. You know, and that's not, that's not hard for me to do. I personally don't have space in my life for people that are unwilling to, to meet me where I am or to Mm -hmm. bend and break. And thankfully I don't have people in my life that are like that probably because I just, wouldn't deal with it. I wouldn't put up with it. Right. But it's just really not that hard. It's not. Well, it and have I, to be. I feel like I I do tend to put up with it because I'm not aware of it for so long sometimes. And then something else happens and I'm like, why, what? why have I been so blind to this? And I try when I have, I love a good shindig. I love to throw a party. I love to have people over. I love a good themed party. We had a dad party a couple years killer. ago. It was awesome like the outfits <laughs> i'm going to post the video of you directing traffic. directing traffic with what was that i don't know i still have it y'all have one i left y'all with one didn't i i, I don't remember two. but you bought it at goodwill yes. and carrie was dressed up as it's a, like an emergency car light <laughs> from like the 80s and she was dressed up like a like a 90s mom high-waisted shorts it was awesome but then she had this accessory and I so Darren got me out his vest his traffic vest oh yes yes and then I had my light and I'm like "Mm, let's go come on let's you look like you were yeah directing traffic I I look like I was like a school yeah school like (laughs) I don't know what those things called I guess traffic 
person. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> you know, from like some movie. I don't know. What's that movie? The Cheese Touch movie? Diver Wimpy Kid. Don't they have that oh, traffic yeah, 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 person? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The the school traffic yes. person. Yeah. That's what you look like. I'm posting that video to our Instagram later. It's too funny. Suffice it to, suffice it to say, words are hard. <laughs> I really just, and I'm not trying to like, I know everyone's like, well, they are hard and not everyone can be, you know, they don't have to be. Yeah. If they're hard, they're hard, but they don't have to be. And just because you long a friendship with somebody so deeply because you you have good memories and you have those things to look back on. If they're not your people, it's okay to say, you know, we can we can be friends with them, but maybe you don't go on a trip with them again or maybe not have them over to a gathering because it doesn't make them comfortable or you know, invite them but let them know it is okay if you're not. Like you have to be willing to give in order for it to work too. Well, like if, and I'll say this this might be ugly for me to say, but I'm just being honest. I'm speaking my truth. Speak your truth. We had some friends years ago not really friends anymore. They moved away. And we loved them. Mm -hmm. Loved them. We would watch SNL together. Our kids were real little at this point. They were freaking hilarious. They both were just very, very funny people. And we loved hanging out with them. Mm -hmm. Their one child at the time, though, was a lot. Mm -hmm. We parented very differently. And mm -hmm. I will speak on that. I think that's another aspect of adult friendships that, that can get hairy. I think it's just best to keep your mouth shut. But anyway, mm -hmm. so they parented very differently, which is fine. But it caused me lots of anxiety like to the point I'm like we got this kid like jumping all over my furniture and nothing's being said and I'm just like oh, okay you know and it, I can vividly remember having a conversation with Cody and being like I would love to have them over tonight to watch SNL but I don't want them to bring their kid like I yeah. know that is like so hateful and I mean I'm sure their kid's fine now like they were little like little but parenting styles can can sometimes be a deal breaker. They can. And I, I have a situation with a friend that her children, they are different than mine. Just their personalities are different than mine. They go through things that are different than my kids. And when I feel like I am speaking and helping, I might not be. And right. it's it's a hard thing because you don't want to cross the line. And then when you do, that other parent is like in mama bear mode right. or, or which is fair whatever and it and it it can cause a little bit of a rift yeah. and, and I don't know that I have any advice on that because again our situation the people ended up moving away and whatever you know the way I would walk through something like that had they not moved away I just would have been more careful as to when and where we hung out mm -hmm. um you know I don't know and look for times I could say hey like let's all go out with no kids right like not even my own kids mm -hmm. you know and just kind of pitch it and kind of maybe like steer that ship to where no one would have kids at least for a season and maybe where the kid would grow up or a little bit more mm -hmm. and things would be different and they would behave I, you know I don't know everyone's situation I just know that for me I would try to steer hangouts if I had an issue with someone's children to where we just didn't have kids around and it keeping adult time if I loved the adults. It's just hard because if you have something going on where all kids are able to be there and uh, I know that's one thing that you just have to weigh out like do we but just you say don't no want to not invite them because you don't want them to feel left out but well and I'll say this too I've also had kids in my house and I lay down the law for everybody's kids I just say hey we are not getting that in we are not going into that room 
and do not do this. And this room and is clean I and should probably be better about that when because it's okay to do when it's in your home. Absolutely. But I've never been one to shy away from telling people's kids what to do. If you're not around to do it and it's in my house, 100% I'm going to tell you. We are not getting those blocks out. We are not going into this room. This room is clean and you will just sit here and watch TV. We're not getting anything out. Like I, I have, especially now that my kids are older and it's different. Now, when they were all little, like whatever, if we're going to make a mess, we're going to make a mess. But mm-hmm. mm, no. So, I mean, again, different parenting styles. But if you don't want your kid being gotten onto, then you better watch them. That's all I got to say. Yeah. So parenting styles do kind of buck up against friendship sometimes. And that is difficult. So, again, my only advice is to just maybe if you've got someone in your life that you're like, <laughs> I don't love their kids being around. Just maybe try to steer that ship. And it's hard, too, because it wasn't that I didn't love her kids in general. Like, I I did. I do love people's kids. But I struggle because I don't like to overstep. No, well, and, and it's not like I don't love kids. I mean, I love people's kids. Like, I don't. I work with kids every day. But the way you parent is different than the way these kids have been parented. Yeah. Whatever kids in your life that are kind of rubbing you the wrong way. It's okay for them to. To, to grate your nerves. It's not like you want to, like, you know, punch them. My kids them. grate my nerves, right. too. <laughs> like, kids get on people's nerves. It just is what it is. And if you're offended by that, don't have kids because they going to get on someone's nerves. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. And I think, again, do I feel like you should say something to that parent? No, I don't know that that's your place. But, I mean, if, you know, if that's what you want to do, then go for it. But maybe just try to steer hangouts to childless hangouts if you can. <laughs> you know, like, I know that can be hard, but... I, I do think, I don't know that it's always worth losing that friendship over. Right. You know, when it can just be like, hey, like, let's all just go out as adults because that's all, that has its place too. And that, that's right. just as fun. Yeah. So. I agree. Adult friendships, they can really, truly be fun and fulfilling and everything you want them to be. But they do take work. They do take humility and understanding and patience and knowing you, know, you can't have friends that are exactly like you and that do exactly what you want and everything. And so giving a little bit of grace and not getting aggravated with them all the time or, or you know, just brushing off the little stuff, it, it's going to make the friendship that much stronger. And I don't know, I feel like seeing it now that I have friends that are more understanding of me and who I am and they love me for me and I do the same for them. It's a mutual respect and it just works. It works better and it's happier. Like I can think of, right, we could do another dad party and I could tell you right now who all I would want to invite and I would feel very solid in that decision because I've tried really hard to get rid of the toxic friendships and the the ones that don't feed me the way that I need to be And I don't mean that in a selfish way. I mean, like, because I would do the same for them. But if it's not working, it's not working. Well, and one-sided friendships, I personally have no place in my life. Yeah. I feel like I'm the only one giving. Yeah. I'm the only one being there for you, being an ear, you know, bringing you dinner if you're having a down day. You know, just whatever it is. If it feels very one-sided, because my husband has a friend that is very one-sided, and after some things... And just years of it always being, hey, come to my house. Hey, come to my house. Hey, come to my house. Hey, you want to come to my house? No, I'm not really feeling that. You come to my house. I'm over it. Mm -hmm. And my husband knows exactly how I feel about this friend. And among other things that he has, well, not done, but necessarily more like not done, 
during some times. No, we also don't have places in our lives where people aren't speaking up. Like if you are in a place of your life where you're maybe making some poor choices and you've got friends that are not willing to stand up to you and say, hey, we we might want to step back and rethink some things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Those people don't have a place in your life either. And I'm here to tell you that I've, again, this one friend of my husband's, I am not a fan of, period. And he knows that. And and I've never felt this way prior to, well, I wasn't a huge fan of him because of the one-sidedness. But after some other things that happened, absolutely not. We do not have space in our lives for people to not speak up and say, hey, like, are we are we making a good decision here? Maybe, and not getting in your way and saying you are wrong, but just maybe questioning, is this healthy? Is this really what you want to be doing? Yes. I can't ask you to come help me move from one house to another and then, and you do it for me and then you ask me to do the same and I genuinely just don't want to and I tell you no. Absolutely not. If I had something going on that day or something like that's one thing. But if I'm like, I don't want to do it because I hate moving. Well, you guys helped me. So I'm going to bite the bullet and I'm going to use my strengths and I'm going to organize for you or do it and, and put the muscle behind it and put Darren on. It just, it's one right. of those things. It's you got to give. Yeah. And I'm, not, mutual and I'm not saying you got to cut that friendship off, but maybe stand up for yourself and say, Hey, you know, like, I feel like we always go to your house. Maybe can we come to my house one night? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and that's keeping it simple, but you know, I just, I don't know. Maybe that's just a, one of those things about me that I just, it's a soapbox. I just don't <laughs> like crappy friendships. Yeah. So, well, friendships were, like you said, one-sided where you feel either bulldozed or not seen or not heard or not respected or valued or mutually the relationship respect. Yes. Then it's not serving you and it's not serving your peace and your mental health. And it, it just made me one of those things, either you address it or you have to move on. And that, that all depends on the other side of it too. So, yeah, this is not to like tell you how it is but I think just a perspective of like I I personally do see certain aspects of friendships that I as I me I don't have anything to do with I don't entertain it yeah and that's and not everyone has that type of stance and that's totally fine but I do think it's valid to acknowledge those you know I think sometimes we get into a rut and we're like oh do I is that me oh am I the drama you know like you don't Maybe you don't see that, and maybe us talking about this, maybe you do realize that you do have someone in your life that's like that, and I would just encourage you to, like, evaluate that and maybe speak up for yourself, you know, in a very cordial, polite way. Well, that's what this platform is for, is to share our experiences and our stories and to try and help somebody through something. We are not professionals. We are not certified anything. We are just sharing how we are on our journeys, trying to do what's right and the best thing, the next right thing. Yes. And just like how Anna said it, uh, or Elsa said it, one of them. Was it Anna or Elsa? It was Anna. She was stuck in a cave. Okay. So just like Anna said it, the next right thing, to try and help grow those friendships. And if you feel like you're like, I don't have any friends and I, or nothing of substance, this is kind of what we've been through and how we've done it. Yep. So, uh, we still need a hundred listeners. So subscribe, follow, interact, do all the things. We are loving the feedback we're getting, but we would love more. 
So we hope you enjoyed this episode and tune in for the next.